you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Jonah chapter number 2 this morning. Jonah chapter number 2. Very familiar story, I don't have to tell you. You probably could tell me more about it than I could tell you about it. But that's where the Lord has led me for the last couple of days, the last week. And uh, maybe you can get something out of it like I got something out of it. Uh, we go through a lot of stuff in this life. We face a lot of things in this life. And I, I believe we can take Jonah, chapter number 2. I was only going to read about three or four verses, but I want you to go ahead and read the entire chapter. It's only ten verses. And I think we'll use each and every one of the verses this morning. So let us stand for the reading of God's Word for God's people this morning. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of this fish belly. And said, I cry by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and the heart heard, and he heard me out of the belly of the hell, cried I, and thou hearest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the sea, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed me over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I, I will look again toward the holy temple. The waters compressed me about even the, the soul the depths closed me round about the weeds wrapped were wrapped around my head i went down to the bottoms of the mountains the earth with the, her bars was about me forever yet hast thou brought me up my life from corruption O lord my god when my soul fainteth within me i remember the lord and my prayer came in unto me unto thee unto into thy holy temple, that they observeth lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thankgiving. I will pay the, that I have, have vowed salvation is the Lord. And the Lord spake unto me, spake unto the fish, and he vomited me out on Jonah out of the dry land. Let us pray. Father, we just ask you, Lord, touch us, help us this morning. Lord, uh, Lord touch hearts this morning, Lord. And may we uh, see you, and Lord, maybe we could draw closer to you in our lives this morning. Father, we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, this story of Jonah is a well-known story. It's known world over. It, it, it's, it's a story that even lost people know something about. It's a story like David and Goliath. A story like the prodigal son. Stories the Bible where everybody has knows something about and can identify with in this, some form of fashion. I'm, I'm interested with the phrase, the, the first part of, uh, of verse number 6 where John, Jonah said this, I went down to the bottom. What do you do when you hit bottom? Jonah said, I went down to the bottom. So what do you do when you hit bottom? Here in the text we find Jonah has gotten as low as a man can get. I reckon there's never been a man literally has gotten low in life as Jonah has. Although we may feel like we have gotten that at times. There are some kinds of things that can take you way down low. Sin can take you low. Discouragement and pain can take you low. Your physical health uh, and burdens that uh, can naturally take us low. 
But here we find Jonah is down low. We find that he is down low. And this is what he said about in verse number 2. He said, out of the belly of hell. In verse 3 he said, I went down into the deep. In verse number 6 is, I went down to the bottom. Here he said, I'm just as low as I've ever been in before in my life. As low as a low person can ever get. Jonah said, I'm there. You may have walked in here this morning. Maybe able to identify with Jonah where you at or maybe uh, yourself or, or maybe you uh, where he was at at a different time or point in your life. You say, well, preacher, I know what it's like to be down to the bottom. I know what it's like to feel like life has knocked the breath out of me. I know what it's like because of all my own doing and the circumstances of life. I know what it's like to be down on the bottom. Can I say this morning, there is a blessing on being on the bottom. You say, how in the world can that be a blessing? I'm right bottom. Jonah's down in the belly of the whale. He's down at the bottom of the sea. Uh, and you say, there's a blessing about being on the bottom. Well, there is, because there ain't but one way, and that's up. Amen. And I consider that as a blessing. What I like about the story of Jonah this morning is the fact that he, the only reason why we really know this man's story is not because he went down to the bottom, but because he got off the bottom. He got off the bottom. Uh, listen, nobody will remember you all the times that you went down. But people will remember all those that went down and stayed down. They, they're not going to remember those times you got up. They're going to remember those times that you went down and you stayed down. Anybody can do what Jonah did first chapter. That's it. Get swallowed up by this burden of life and get down, taken down. Anybody can do that. Anybody can go down. Anybody can get to the bottom of life. And when life comes at you in different ways, uh, there's, a, there's a way of knocking the breath out of you and it gets you down and low. But may I say it takes a different kind of individual to recognize that they're on the bottom and say, I ain't satisfied with being on the bottom. I don't want to stay on the bottom, but I'm going to get up. By the grace of God and the help of God, I'm going to get back on my feet. Uh, I'm not going to sit in the bottom. I'm not going to dwell in the bottom. I'm, I'm calling uh, and asking God to help me and give me the grace to get off the bottom. You know what it's, that I found out this morning? I found out there are some people that don't want to get off the bottom. I found out indeed that uh, uh, some people like to stay on the bottom this morning. You know why some people uh, don't want to get off the bottom? Because they like the sin they're involved with. The Bible says sin will bring you low. Sin will take a man to the bottom. And there are some people that don't want to get off the bottom because of the sin they're living in. They like their sin more than they like being on and fellowshipping with God. 
They don't want to get off the bottom. Some people are more in love with their sins than getting right and having fellowship with God. The Savior this morning. You remember the story of the prodigal son. He looked at his daddy and said, hey, I want everything that's coming to me. I, I don't want to live in my father's house anymore. He says, a far country is calling my name, and I've got to go. He, he went to a far country. The Bible says he, he, had, he spent all that he had on riots living. He had wine, women, and songs. He had everything that you wanted, but then he hit bottom. He lost everything. In fact, the Bible said he was in a pig pen. He was so low. But he didn't stay. He didn't stay. The problem with a lot of people today, they, they like the smell of the hog pen. They want to wallow around in the hog pen. They don't want to get out of the hog pen. But the prodigal son said, hey, I, I, my, the, the servants have it better at my father's house than I do. So he got out of the pen and went. Some people don't like to get off the bottom because they find that there is self-pity in the bottom. They don't want to get off the bottom because they feel sorry for themselves. And, and they love to have others feel sorry for them. Oh, whoa, his brother. You just, you just pitiful. You just, they love feeling sorry. They love for people to feel sorry for them. They don't want to get off the bottom because they're self-pity. Can I say this? Self-pity is nothing but pet hatched out of the, of the devil's hell this morning. Don't live in self-pity. Woe is me syndrome. They love their self-pity. They thrive in their self-pity. Can I just say self-pity is just plain old sin. I find a lot of those Old Testament prophets that would suck on the thumb when they got foot stomped and they got the pity in them. God, God didn't want to hear that. God said, I don't want to do that. Just get up and keep going on what I told you to do. We find ourselves wallowing around in self-pity. And we want others to feel sorry for us too, don't we? Oh, woe is me. Some, some like to stay on the bottom Listen, I read where Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I said, Rejoice. We're not called to be a sad story for God. We're not called to be a bunch of emotional baggage for God. We're called to have joy. To give God the glory this morning. Some people don't like to get off the bottom because self-pity. And their self-pity on the bottom. Their sin, the bottom. Their self-pity at the bottom. Some people don't want to get off the bottom. Because you have to make a sacrifice to get off the bottom. Did you notice what Jonah said in verse number 9? This is what he said right before he gets off the bottom. He said... I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. You know why some people don't get off the bottom? It will cost them something. 
in order for you to get off the bottom this morning. You say, I'm hitting low. I'm in a low spot this morning. I feel low. I don't think I can go on. I don't think I can carry on. I'll just sit in a low spot. Let me just say, there's got to be a sacrifice for you to get off the bottom. It's going to cost you something to get off the bottom. You might have to get rid of some friends this morning to get off the bottom. You might have to get rid of some of the fun that you like having to get off the bottom. You might have to uh, knock some things uh, out of your life and sacrifice them to God to get off the bottom this morning. But it's going to cost you something to get off the bottom. So what do you do when you hit the bottom? What do you do just like Jonah? When Jonah hit the bottom, Jonah got down as low as a man could ever get. To, what do you do? How, how did Jonah get back off the bottom? Let me give you three things real quick. I'm not kidding. Three things this morning real quick. I, I, I had to... Look at this, because I was, I was, I was becoming Jonah. I, I was becoming Jonah. I, I found myself slipping into the bottom. I, I found myself getting on that. Why don't everybody pity me? I, I just, I'm just. So, I, I found myself being just like Jonah. I found myself just like all those people. I just, I found myself being a. a and when I, when I realized and when I, when I came to realize, I didn't like me. I didn't even want to look myself in the mirror. I don't like me like that. That's not me. I have a positive attitude all the time. No, I have a negative attitude. I look at the glass half empty. I, 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 but I found myself becoming a Jonah. And I said, Lord, I, I don't, I, there's got to be a way to get off the bottom. i got to get off the bottom. I have to get off the bottom. I can't be like this. I don't want to be like this. He said, there must be an acknowledgement to get off the bottom. Acknowledgement, yes, acknowledgement. Look at verse 1 and 2. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my infliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of the hell, cried I, and thou hearest my voice. This is Jonah acknowledging to God that chapter one in his life is a mistake. First step in getting off the bottom is acknowledgement that you are reason, the reason you are there. Now, I, I realize that we're, we're, we're on the bottom a lot of times and it's not by our own fault, but more often than times than not, I find the reason why we're on the bottom is because of ourselves. And we must acknowledge to God that we're on the bottom. I realize that we live in a generation that wants to blame everybody else for why they're the way they are and where they're at in life today. 
People like to blame the police. People like to blame the cop. People like to blame the government. People like to blame mama and blame daddy and blame the church and blame the preacher on why they're the way they are this morning. Let's just get a retro inspection in our life sometimes and take a look at it, brother, and say, hey, God, it's not my brother. It's not my sister. It is I that's standing in the prayer. I'm where I'm at because I, me, I did it. I got myself in this condition. Jonah never blamed the king. Jonah never blamed God. He says, God, I acknowledge that it was me. I, I put myself here. See, I, we, we, we don't want to look at everybody else and blame everybody. I find it in the churches today when somebody goes wrong in a church, they want to look around and point fingers at everybody else in the church while they're the way they are and where they're at in their life. Hit bottom. Hit bottom. We got to acknowledge to God that it's our fault. You say, here I am. The problem is me, Lord. I'll tell you what fix a lot of people on the bottom. If they just start doing some self-inspections in their life. Saying, it's my, my wrong choices. My wrong direction is what caused me to wind up on the bottom. It wasn't because of mama. It wasn't because of daddy. It was because of me. I did it. We're living in such a wicked, immoral, ungodly sin generation today. And it's right in your face all the time. You can't turn the TV on without seeing some ungodly stuff today. And they'll play it off saying, well... I was born that way. No, you wasn't. I, I've never met a drunkard born as a drunkard. I never met a sodomite that was born a sodomite. I, I never met a drug addict that was born a drug addict. You're the way you are because of the direction you chose to go in and the lifestyle you chose to go in. It is your fault, the reason why you're down at the bottom. Don't try to blame everybody else for why you're where you're at in life and why you're that place. I've watched saved people do the exact same thing. They want to blame everybody else. They won't acknowledge. And I find that they, they, they won't acknowledge... For nothing that they are the reason why they're in the condition they're in. Why they wound up where they're at and where they're walking. Let me just say this. If you want to get off the bottom and Jonah wanted to get off the bottom... I don't know if you like dwelling on the bottom, living on the bottom. I don't know if you becoming a bottom feeder. But I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You, you know, went down. listen to me, down on the bottom, you know what? You lose your joy. You lose your peace. You lose your happiness. And down on the bottom, you find a lot of company uh, with you. Like I said, at pity party, uh, you're down on the bottom. You got a lot of people down there say, well, don't worry about it. We're all right down here. Everything's cool down here. That's where we live at today. People don't want to acknowledge that they're the way they are because they're themselves and the way they live because of themselves. 
I, I like what David said in, uh, when he messed up with Bathsheba. And he hit right bottom. David said in Psalms 51 and 3, For I acknowledge my transgression, my sins ever before me. David said, God, it's me. I did this. Nobody else. I can't blame anybody else. I put myself in this condition. He acknowledged his transgression. He says, my sin is ever before me. Listen, this point right here is the reason why a lot of people will never get off the bottom. Because they won't acknowledge that they've done something to put them there. Well, it's not me. It's not me. And they, they won't get off the bottom because they refuse to acknowledge that they got themselves down there. You might have gotten there and somebody else might have helped getting you down there. But more often than not, you put yourself at the bottom. David said, it wasn't, me, it, wasn't, it wasn't you, God. It was nobody but me. We're living in such a prideful generation. They will not admit to doing nothing wrong to save their life. But there's got to be an acknowledgement somewhere along your line in your life to get you off that bottom. Jonah acknowledged that he went in the wrong direction. You realize in chapter 1, uh, he messed up. Chapter 1 and verse number 1 and 2, when, when the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise! And go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. There is anything hard about what God told Jonah to do? I mean, was there any, anything that God told Jonah to say, Look, Jonah, I want you to rise. That means get up. I want you to go to that great city. That, that's the only one there is. I want you to go to that great city. And I want you to cry against them. Tell them the word of God. I want you to preach them and tell them what I've said against that great city, Nineveh. It's not hard when God's going to tell you to do something. That you ain't got to try to go to the Bible and decipher and say, well, I don't know if he really mean to do that. God said, get up and go. Fortunately, Jonah went that way. Jonah went and found him a boat. He, he said, you know, God, I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm going in the other direction. In fact, Jonah said, I don't even like them people. Boy, that'd be some bad preaching today. People, preacher says, you know, I don't even like them people. I ain't going to preach them. And Jonah said, I, I, I ain't going that way. He's going to get on that ship, and he's going to go as far as he can go. He's going to Tarshish. Verse number 3, and Jonah said, But Jonah rose and fled into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa. He found a ship that was going in totally in the opposite direction that God had told him to go to. In verse 4, God sent a great wind. Now I want you to understand something. It, understand this. I want you to get this. Just because Jonah did not do what God told him to do. Just because Jonah went the opposite direction, it was not a sin for those on that ship to go to Tarshish. 
was in the sin. God didn't tell them to go. God told Jonah to go. Those guys, uh, they, 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 they was all right. They were going where they're supposed to be going, but Jonah hitched a ride, and God sent a great wind to them. And said, you know what? And they was not all saved, but Jonah's uh, life could have been a witness to them because they worshiped the small g gods. And Jonah says, my fault, my fault. And they cast him overboard. God told Jonah he couldn't go to Tarshish. Let me tell everybody this morning, there are some things that you're going to do that you can't do this morning that the world's doing. You, there are some things the lost world and people in this world are doing that you cannot do. It was not a sin for them to be going to Tarshish, but it was a sin for Jonah to go. There's nothing more than make you wind up on the bottom. No faster than heading in the wrong direction than God has told you to go into. Can I, can I, can I testify to that this morning? I was warned, but I went the wrong way. I hit bottom and had to acknowledge it that I went in the wrong direction, God. I was heading in the wrong direction. That's not where you told me to go. That's not what you told me to do. I was heading in the wrong direction. I hit bottom. So God got a will. Come down to the bottom. What's your will going to be? To get your attention. To get you to the bottom. Might be prison. Might be divorce. Might be standing beside a casket. Make the acknowledgement. Confess. Confession is good for the soul, the Bible tells us. That's how you get saved. You confess. Thou, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth to the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt believe in thy heart, and God raised him from the dead, then, then thou be saved. Can I say this? Why many people don't get saved? The reason why they don't get saved and go to hell this morning, they will not, not acknowledge that they are sinners this morning. And Jesus, the Savior, that you're going to trust him. They won't acknowledge that. Let me say this. Men and women don't go to hell for what they do. I didn't hear about Oh. I was waiting for that. <gasps> Men and women don't go to hell for what they do. Men and women go to hell for what they don't do. They don't confess. They don't acknowledge. They don't say, Lord, you're Lord Jesus Christ. You're the Savior. You're the way. You're the path. They don't accept Him. That's what sends people to hell. Not accepting the Son of God as the Son of Man in salvation. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. He didn't do what God told him to do. There must be an acknowledgement 
to get off the bottom. There, there must be an awareness. Something that you need to be aware of. Something that you, you don't need to forget. Something that you need to grab a hold of. You say, what is that that I should be aware of? What should I be aware of? Jonah was aware of. Twice in verse number 2, he prayed and he said he heard me. Look at verse number 7. He said, awareness. My soul fainted when I remember the Lord and my prayer came unto thee into thy holy temple. As low as he got, he remembered the Lord. And the Lord remembers him. I, I don't know when Jonah repented. It was in it for three days and three nights. I don't know exactly when Jonah might have repented. I, I see Jonah, uh, that it's in that belly uh, and the seaweeds wrapped around him and, and he's sliding down that digestive system and he's smelling and he can't move in any direction. He's, he's, I see Jonah there. I, I see him all wrapped up and I, I, don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's there by himself. Jonah's in the belly of that fish and he's he just... He's not moving. He can't move. And I believe the devil was in there with him and he whispered in his ear and said, Hey, preacher man, God don't care about you no more. God's done wiped his hands of you, preacher man. Hey, preacher man, you preached your last sermon to the lost people of this world. God has forgotten about you. God said, Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't know when Jonah repented. <laughs> My mind's warped anyway. I see him in that, that devil telling him God don't care about it. And he cried from the belly of hell of the fish and he, God heard his prayer. And the fish went over to the shoreline and the Bible said it spew him out. The vomit came out. My thought is there's some three guys sitting on there fishing. All of a sudden the whale shows up. Ugh! There's Jonah coming up, slimed up, and getting seaweeds all over. He says, Hey, boys, got one question for you. Which way is Tarshish? Have a good day and gone. That's the way I see it. That's the way I picture it. You know, I, I, it's a good picture. That I, I think it looks good that way. He come out of that belly of that fish. He come out of the well, and he got to Tarshish. He wouldn't mess around. He said, God, I, I, first chapter of my life was wrong. I went the wrong direction. You've got my attention now. It's an awareness. He knew God hadn't forgot about him. Oh, but there's good news. Jonah knew something about God. Jonah knew he was aware. He said, what did Jonah know about God? Look at chapter 4, verse number 2. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying. When I was in yet in my country, therefore I fled before unto Tarshish. For I knew that thou art gracious, God, a merciful, slow to anger, Great kindness and repentance, thee of the evil. What Jonah knew, even though the devil was in his ear telling God don't care about him, down inside that well, Jonah knew there's something about God. 
He knew he was a merciful God. God was a gracious God. He knew that he was a kind God. And I know he'll get me out of this thing. I have done it. If I call on him, you might have walked in here this morning, clear down to the bottom. And the devil has slid up beside you next to you and gotten to your ear and said, it's over. God is done with you. He has washed his hands of you. He's moving on to somebody else. He don't even care about you anymore. I want you to be aware of something about God this morning. I am glad my God is a God that forgives. I'm glad my God is a God of grace, a God of mercy, a God of love, and a God of second chances. God don't wipe his hands away with you when you mess up one time. If that's the case, we none of us should be in here today. But you repent, you acknowledge. You acknowledge, Lord, I got myself in a situation I don't want to be in. Then you got to be aware that, hey, God is God. God is good. God is merciful. God is kind. And God gives second chances. God loves you no matter where you're at. God still wants you. Jonah's in the belly of the well, and God still loved him. And Jonah was able to cry out, Lord, forgive me. And God heard his voice. Listen to me. If you want to get out of the bottom, acknowledge this. God, I got myself down here and I'm going to cry out to God that you're a gracious God, you're forgiving God, and I'm going to cry out to you. But like I said, we, we like to stay on the bottom. We lost that joy. We have no more peace in our life because... We've learned to live on the bottom. I cannot see my life going through life without having joy in my life. I can't see that. I can't see myself going through life and struggling, getting bitter, getting angry because the place I'm at and where I'm at in life. I can't see that. So in order for me to have joy, in order for me to have peace in my life, I've got to cry, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I went in the wrong direction. I didn't go where you told me to go, and I'm headed in the wrong direction, but I'm going to cry out, so Lord, forgive me, get me out of this, and I'll go to where you want me to go. That's what Jonah did. He's going to give you another shot at it. I know that for a fact. I, I, I ran from preaching for years Lord I, I I'm telling God God who knows all God knew it makes no mistakes you've made a mistake that's me I'm telling God at the altar Lord you made a mistake you 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 know you know me you know you know who I am you know I can't do that you know I'm bashful don't like to be around a lot of large people you know it so you have made a mistake yes it didn't And I had to run. I said, Lord, here I am. Forgive me. Forgive me. Being on that bottom. Being on the bottom. You must acknowledge. There has to be acknowledgement. Hey, you're in the condition you're in because of you. It's nobody else. Then you have to be aware that God is still God. 
God still loves you. There must be a mending. What do you mean by amending? Do what he told you to do the first time. Mend your ways. Look at chapter 3. And the word of the Lord came into Jonah the second time. Thank God for second chances. He's not a God that when you mess up one time, kicks you to the side and says, hey, I'm through with you. I'll find somebody else. He's not like that. Saying, and he tells him the same thing again. Listen, God will never give you more. God will never give you more light until you learn to walk in the light that he's already given you. Can I say that again? God will never give you more light. God will never give you more wisdom until you learn to walk in what he's already given you. God's not going to bless you more because you went away. Jonah, yes, Lord, arise. He didn't tell him to do something else different. Jonah, yes, Lord, arise. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against the exact same thing he told him in chapter 1. The exact same thing. God did not change. His mission for Jonah has not changed. Jonah said, no way. I'm on the boat. I'm going to Tarshish. Get and then he gets tossed overboard. He gets swallowed by uh, the whale. And the next thing you know, Jonah hears from God. Jonah said, yes, Lord, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it, preaching that I bid thee. Tell them what I tell you. Exact same thing he done told him the first time. You know what that means? God will never let you, God will never let you do anything else until you do what he's already done told you to do. I find people, they hit bottom. God is tugging on their hearts. God is moving in their life to the direction to do a thing. And they refuse. They rebel against God. And they get to the bottom. And they go through the steps. And they acknowledge, Lord, I'm here where I'm at. You need to get me out of here. And God heard their cry, and God got them out of that. But now they, they're trying to head into another direction because, hey, that's over with. I paid the price for that. I, I was down there in the bottom for a while because of that. I'm going to go, no, God is not going to let you go and do anything else until you complete what God has told you to do the first time. You get that? You get it? God is calling too many of us to do something and we refuse to do it. We fight against it and yet we think we can move on and do something else different because we want to do it and God says, No! I've already gave you a commission. I've already told you. You know, I, 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 when I was start preaching, I wanted to be an evangelist. I wanted to be those that come into church and just cause a ruckus, preach stuff that boy, none of them in the church ever heard about. And then leave. <laughs> Let the preacher, you deal with that, buddy. I'm out of here. I did that for a while in Georgia. <laughs> and that was a holiness church I was preaching in. I'd preach, mm, God. What? 
I wanted to be evangelist. I tried to get to be evangelist. I wanted to go that direction. God said, no. No. I, I talked with evangelists. I talked with pastors. I, I, I try to figure out uh, what's going on. And they just say, uh, and in fact, one guy told me, one pastor told me, he says, you have the heart of a pastor. You don't have the heart of an evangelist. My heart's my heart. He says, no, you have love for people. Evangelists don't have love for people. They just come out and preach and go. He says, no, you love people. You love people. And then I start pastoring. I, I, I had to do what God wanted me to do before I could do anything else. There, mu there must be an amendment. A lot of people, when they acknowledge it, they want to go a different direction than what God has told them. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 26 and 13. Therefore now amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God and the Lord will repent him of the evil that he had pronounced against you. You said, God repent? Oh, yes. I find God repenting a lot through this Bible. God, God was going to destroy the whole nation of Israel when they come across the uh, Red Sea and they got to murmuring and griping and complaining. God said, I'll just kill them all and, and I'll just start over with you, Moses. Moses, now, Lord, you know you can't do that. People look at you different. You couldn't bring them to the land. You couldn't bring them to the promised land. You, you brought them out of there, but you couldn't take them no farther. So you repented. If God has pronounced judgment, and Nineveh, even when God had said, hey, judgment's coming with 60 days, y'all getting it. It's coming. It's going to fall on you. I'm destroying you. I'm getting rid of you. But Jonah, he went over and preached the word of God that they repented and God repented that what he was going to do to them. Same thing as we confess our sins. God says, hey, your, your judgment is the hell and death, the fire and all that. That's your judgment. But when you repent and God says, hey, I, I, I'm a sinner and I'm trusting in you, I'm believing in you, then God repents and now heaven's your home. I find God repents a lot in the Bible. I find that. And thank God. It all hinges on us. Repenting ourselves. We've got to repent. You've got to acknowledge that where you at just might be your fault. Don't blame your wife or future wife. Don't blame the pastor because the Lord knows I've got enough on me. I don't need you to blame me something else. Don't blame the church. You may be in the condition you're in because of the things that you choices you made in your life. Went in the wrong direction. God is pulling you to go somewhere else. And you said, no, I'll go this way. And you've hit bottom. You've hit bottom. If you acknowledge, Lord, I'm on the bottom. I know I'm on the bottom. I can't see no way out. I'm in the belly of the whale. I can't move. Everything's blinded. I can't see. But, Lord, I know that your grace is God. I know you're a merciful God. I know you're a God that forgives. I'm crying out to you. God is pulling you out of that. 
and get back on the road where God sent you to, where God put you to. What do you do when you hit bottom? What do you do? Call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. Acknowledge that, hey, He is God. And we are nothing but sinners. He's still God. 